What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside uh, co-host Jack Manis. And Welcome. today, oh, hello, you are listening to the 133rd episode of the Hogline Podcast. Welcome in. Glad to have you. Army Jack. Oh, yeah, I, th- I know you're talking to me or everyone, but I assume I figured out now you were talking to everyone. I was addressing um, Hogland Nation. Right. Today, we are doing our 2021 NFL Draft Analysis episode. We will be covering all 32 teams. It was a great draft weekend. Uh, all t- I think there's 256 picks. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think that's 256 regular season games. I don't know. Whatever. 200-something picks. Well, now there's not 256 games with the extra week. Yeah, th- you're right. Um. But very exciting drafts. I was looking at mock drafts for weeks and uh, I was finally here. Very glad. Very fun first night. Yep. Uh, it would have been perfect if it wasn't for the Jags, but we'll get into that. And much, much more. <laughs> uh, we have 32 teams to cover, so uh, quite a lot. So we're going to be trying to stick to about, I don't know, roughly two minutes per team. We're not going to, tr- we're not going to harp too much on each team just because we have a lot to cover. So we want to try right. to keep it as compact as possible, but we have a little bit of a, a little different uh, twist, I guess you could say here. We're going to be uh surprise calling some people, some fans of some teams of Hogline nation. So uh Stay tuned for that. Some people actually, some people know we're calling them. Some people don't know we're calling them. We'll yeah. see if they answer. Uh, we're kind of we're gonna have to go along with it and, and see what happens. So, uh, and that's only for a handful of teams, but for the other for the other other clubs, we'll be giving uh, our thoughts on that. Yeah, we thought it'd be cool to have a, a fan perspective of of those kind of random teams that uh, maybe you uh, you aren't in touch with that with that fan base. So. Yeah, we can go ahead and get started. Very well. We will start with the AFC North. Uh, let's go with let's go with Baltimore first. Why not? All right. The Ravens had they picked uh, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota, first. Uh, they picked the Penn State edge rusher. He he said he wanted to go by a different name, so Adafe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that today. He it was Jason Oway, right? But he said Jason's his middle name, and he wants to go by his first name now. Okay, yeah, so, I was I was kind of confused when I looked at that today. I'm like, I thought he had a different name. Okay. Um, <laughs> ben Cleveland, guard from Georgia. Brandon Stevens, corner from SMU. Tylen Wallace, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Sean Wade, cornerback from uh, Ohio State. Edge rusher from Notre Dame. Dalen Hayes and tight end Ben Mason from Michigan. Uh, what's your initial thoughts on this one, Jack, real quickly? Uh, I personally love the Bateman pick because um, I feel like un, maybe an unpopular opinion that I actually believe in Lamar's throwing ability uh, ever since college. I thought he was a good thrower, but since joining, entering the league, he hasn't had a true number one RC, number one wide receiver. I don't think Hollywood Brown is is that type. He's just a, a deep threat. Um, but Bateman can be that for him, and I think that's going to help him and the offense tremendously. Uh, I was surprised that they didn't replace Orlando Brown Jr. Um, 
I thought they were just going to draft like they traded him for the Chiefs first. I thought they were just going to draft a new tackle in the first, but they didn't even draft one at all, I believe, in all seven rounds, which I thought was odd. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got for you. Yeah, that was a little bit odd. Uh, their, their offensive line's still pretty good overall. They bring in mm-hmm. Kevin Zeitler from uh, the Giants. So and free agency, so that that that's a little bit. I you know he's an in, he's a guard, so um, not necessarily the same impact, but still a decent overall offensive line. They drafted a guard in the third as well, and they they do what they needed to do. They needed to bring in some weapons for Lamar. They bring in Bateman in the first, and Tylen Wallace, a highly talented receiver, kind of fell a little bit, I guess you could say, into the fourth. Uh, so. You know, they need to surround Lamar with some weapons um, on the outside. So they did that. Um, and OA, you know, we talked to him a little bit on the mock draft with uh, episode with Shreff, but talented, all the intangibles, edge rusher, didn't have a sack in college, though, which is a little concerning. But, you know, he True. obviously has potential. He went in the first round. So there's something there. Uh, we'll move on to the Cleveland Browns. They picked 25th overall, I think. I believe so. I don't know. They, yeah, uh, no, the Jags picked. The, the Browns were shortly after us, so maybe in the okay. 26th. Um, sorry, I was scrolling down to the, the Browns real quick. Didn't I'll read their there. picks, their notable picks. They, in round one, pick 26, they take Greg Newsom out of a corner at Northwestern. Round two, they take linebacker Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa, Notre Dame. Uh, got a receiver in round three, Anthony Schwartz. Um, offensive tackle, James Hudson. Defensive tackle, linebacker, safety wide receiver. Uh, I thought overall for the Browns in their draft, they did well. First off, the Browns don't really have any pressing needs, in my opinion. Um, so it looks like they kind of just went like best player available consistently throughout the draft. Um, I think not just because I'm a Notre Dame fan, I think they have an absolute steal in JOK in the late second round. Uh, I was very confused. I mean, there was a lot of people were confused. He seemed like he was kind of this draft's like um, he was falling for no reason. Like at one point, I know we mocked in our mock draft, we had him at like, I think 17 to the Raiders. And that was pretty comparable to other mocks. And uh, he was slipping in the draft. I wasn't sure why a report came out today that apparently he had a a heart issue that uh, came up late in the draft process that teams were concerned on. Um, But Assuming his heart issue works out, it's okay. Like, that's a, a steal for getting him at pick, I think, what was it, 52, when could have been a top 20 talent. So, um, not looking forward to facing off against him as a Steelers fan, but that's he could be a great addition to their defense. Right, yeah, and they bring in Newsom in the first round, another very talented corner as well. Has some injury concerns, that's why he – probably also could have gone a little bit higher if it wasn't for them in college. I know it's a little different than a heart uh, possible condition, but two uh, perceived value picks here, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit, they, they bring in Anthony Schwartz as well, wide receiver from Auburn. Um, didn't have much college production, but he is could be the fastest player in the NFL, they say. He ran a 4-2 wow. at his pro day, and I know pro day numbers are inflated in the 40 time, but I think he would have ran that quickly even at the combine. He's very fast. So that's kind of the Browns. Yeah, like Jack said, they kind of went 
best player available, and uh, they had the luxury of doing so because they've got a very solid, well-balanced roster, in my right. opinion. Uh, we'll move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they, you know, I, I wouldn't say shocking made a shocking pick, but I was very uh, debated whether they're going to go offensive line uh, in the first with their first uh, round pick at five overall. They end up going with Jamar Chase, reuniting him, reuniting him with uh, Joe Burrow, old college teammates. And they do pretty much. They, they said what they were pretty much going to do. They, they there was a report that leaked out that they uh, were they, they thought tackle was deep enough to address in the second or third round. And they they get Jackson Carmen, uh, the Clemson left tackle uh, it, with their first pick in the second round. Uh, they get a couple edge rushers. They get Joseph Osei, Osai, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, uh, from Texas. And um, they get Cameron Sample from Tulane. And they pick up a running back later on, Chris Evans from Michigan. And um, a couple other, they, they draft another tackle in the fourth, and they draft a center. So they really go after the offensive line um, in the middle rounds there. And they add Chase in the first. Uh, what do you what do you think about the Bengals? I I really thought they should have gone Sewell in the first with at number five, um, just because they got to protect Burrow. Uh, I feel like that should have been their priority. Um, however, Burrow I'm sure had say in this and maybe even urged them to pick uh, Chase. And I love Jamar Chase. I think he's Definitely the best receiver in this draft, safest prospect that they could have drafted. And as you said, former teammate of Burrow. Um, I guess that's really it. I mean, they, I, right, the offensive line, they addressed that in round, in their second round pick. They got a, a guard, I believe. Yeah, he's a guard. Um, and then I think they've been two edge rushers back to back and then a defensive tackle in, in rounds three and four. So, I mean, Bengals had a lot of holes. Their defense pretty bad. Offensive line is pretty bad. Um, I feel like they they only had, like, the skill position players set, which that's why I didn't really think adding Chase was necessary. But um, it should be a, a fun to watch. Um, and it's going to take a little time to still build their defense. It's still pretty bad. But um, I believe they're getting some other reinforcements to their line. So that could – help them but the defense is still going to have some need some work i believe definitely yeah that, that's a defense that's not going to be fixed uh with a one-year process it's yeah. going to take multiple drafts and yeah it, it's still pretty weak but the offense should be uh pretty fun as you as you just said so i guess they thought chase was the best player on the board the best the best player available at five so yep. they go with him uh, we'll move on to our Pittsburgh Steelers. We obviously draft Najee Harris, running back from Alabama with our first pick. Uh, tight end Pat Fryermuth from Penn State in the second round. Uh, a center, Kendrick Green from Illinois in the third. Uh, at a tackle and Dan Moore from Texas A&M. We draft his Texas A&M teammate, linebacker Buddy Johnson. And then we add uh, a, a D-tackle, uh, edge rusher, a safety, and a punter in the seventh. So what do you think? I know we, we, we kind of shared our thoughts on Harris uh, in, in the previous episode, the last mock right. draft, because Shreff Shre did mock Harris to us in it. And literally and, everyone but, mocked Harris to us. I right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty consensus. Um, yeah. But 
I, I, my thoughts that I said then are still the same now. Um, is that I, it, I still don't believe it's a very deep draft class at running back. So I was okay with taking the top guy because we needed to address it. I would not have felt comfortable going to the season with Benny Snell and McFarland. Right. So yeah. Harris is uh, hopefully going to be a running back for the next five to six years. So, yep. and he's got obviously a big body and he, he should be able to handle the workload. He hasn't had any injury um, concerns thus far in his career. So I like the pick and I, I mean, I do wish we would have gotten Creed Humphrey instead of Briar Muth in the second, but I think Farmer's pretty talented and uh, I, I, I can't really complain. I think he's a good player. Right. She probably would have went a little bit of a different direction, but I'm happy we did address it a little bit in the third and fourth. Uh, we didn't totally, totally neglect it, um, but that's kind of how I feel. And, you know, regardless of how I feel about these pick, I do trust Kevin Colbert above, uh, above all else. So, I, I trust him to make the right pick. I think he'll pick quality players and cause he's proven that he uh, will do so with his track record. So right. that's kind of my overall thoughts. Uh, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. No need to repeat. Um, I guess about Fryermuth, I think I, as I, I agree with you that it wasn't, I would have preferred, I was really hoping we'd get a center. Uh, Creed Humphrey would have been great um, at that second round pick. Um, however, uh, Ebron's gone after this year and Ebron, even in himself, he's cannot block at all. And as for a pass catching tight end, he sure drops a lot of balls. So, uh, I plan on, I, I hope that Frymer is in the plan to, uh, you know, get him in, into the offensive mix early, like at this season. Um, he's a pretty good blocker. So yeah, that too, which helps. And I, uh, we, as you mentioned, we did go uh, a center slash guard and then offensive tackle in in the third and early fourth. So, um, I trust those uh, those selections and like where Steelers are very good at developing their mid round uh, offensive line picks. Um, so I'm pretty comfortable. And yeah, you said it. I the the historically Steelers are very good drafting team so i trust what we did there all right uh very nice that's their afc north we'll move on to the afc east uh we have a couple phone calls to make here so you'll right. stay tuned for them in a couple minutes here uh but we will start with let's start with the new york jets because they picked second overall okay uh they made two first round selections including one trade up they were supposed to pick 23rd, and they move up through the Vikings spot at 14. Uh, they pick Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, the uh, guard slash tackle. He could probably play either one. Yep. Uh, but before that, they pick Zach Wilson, obviously the pick that was known for weeks at this point. Uh, they add some offensive weapons in Elijah Moore in the uh, the Wait, second, early pick, second, early second, second yeah. pick in the second round. And they pick Michael Carter, the fifth running back off the board, all the way in round four. So that shows the the drop off between the top three guys. And yeah, you know, Carter was the. I mean, there was Sermon in there, but then Michael Carter was the next one pick, and he wasn't until the fourth round. So right. pick him there. Uh, they add a couple corn three corners actually in rounds five and six. Um, so they really address that secondary. They're 
They had three fifths and three six. Five of those six picks were either corners or safeties. <laughs> so they're really just having a lot of dart throws in the secondary at the end there. So Right, and that's what I, I actually want to mention that. I, I like what they were building on offense here. Their first four picks were all four offensive players. However, I was surprised that they neglected to go defense until, was it late, early fifth, the fifth round they it took them. And as a defensive-minded coach like Salah, I thought that he'd be urging to bolster this defense that was probably bottom two last year. Um, so, as I said, I do like what their the weapons they got on offense a little bit. It kind of contingent on how Zach Wilson pans out. Um, and I love Elijah Vera Tucker in that uh, for their offensive line because their offensive line is horrible. Um, yeah, I still think this defense can be pretty bad. I mean, the hit rate on fifth-round defensive backs and one of them being Jason Pinnock, a corner out of pit, a pit, and as a pit fan, he sucks. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll at least they'll be more watchable. Their offense hopefully will be a little more exciting, and they're not going to be completely boring like as they have been. Yeah, I I really like what they did um, in the beginning. I mean, I personally wouldn't have taken Zach Wilson, but I mean that 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 seems like they were dead set on their guy. So. You know, you got to get get whoever you think is going to be the best there. So I can't really fault them for that. I personally wouldn't have done it, but I'm a huge fan of um, Michael Carter. Yep, I think he's he's a fantastic pass catcher out of North Carolina. Him and Javante Williams really did amazing last year. So I'm a big fan of that, and I I wouldn't have felt comfortable going into the season with Tevin Coleman and. Uh, Michael P. Ryan as my, right. my yeah. backfield option. So I think Carter is a solid piece that can really carve out a role. And I think he can earn 12 to 16 touches a game. And I think he sure. could be uh, someone to look out for in fantasy drafts this year. I don't know. Obviously, ADP is going to shift all between now and uh, August. So got to keep an eye on that. And uh, they went up and got Vera Tucker. So that was a very smart move. I don't, do you know what they had to give up to? to um to get him i don't, I, don't I, I can't really find it here no i don't remember so okay um but but yeah so solid draft for the jets uh there it's still going to be a work in progress and i feel like they did all they could though just to help uh zach wilson in year one here so yeah yeah they did all yeah, they definitely could i mean i heard this on uh maybe around the nfl today but I agree. I think that what Wilson is stepping into, Marriage Veterans Minimum, um, what Wilson is stepping into now is already better than anything that Donald's had. For sure. I agree with that. Yep. All right, we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins also had two first-round picks. I feel like the Dolphins always have a lot of draft capital, at least in yeah. recent memory. But they picked six overall. They selected the speedy receiver from Alabama, Jalen Waddle. They pick uh, Jalen Phillips uh, in 18th overall, another first-round pick. Uh, they pick Javon Holland, safety from Oregon. And they pick Liam Eichenberg, tackle from Notre Dame. Hunter Long in the third as well. Then they didn't pick all the way till the seventh where they added a tackle and a running back. So... What do you think of the Dolphins here? I, I, in my opinion, first glance here, 
uh, looking at all, all their picks at once. Uh, I really like it as well. Uh, Jalen Waddle, they needed to add some skill position players. I know they bring in Will Fuller this year, but right. I feel like it was still a slightly below average uh, skill position group. Yeah. And um, Jalen Phillips is a lot of people's number one edge rusher. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I as you said, too, I love the Waddle pick, reuniting him with Tua. Um, I love Tua. I think I'm really rooting for him. I'm a little skeptical, however. Um, but, you know, he hasn't this past year. Uh, he was coming off injury, so maybe you can give him that. And this skill position group was not, um, I don't know, not very competent. Like now, this receiving core is is a solid group, and adding Waddle and also you said Fuller, on, he's on a one year deal. So um, yeah, that's great. He'll be great for their offense. I love adding uh, Eichenberg, Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Um, he's a great tackle, and uh, um, sorry, it's kind of alert. Alert saying Aaron Rodgers is intrigued by the Raiders. Um, sorry, back to this. Um, adding an offensive lineman is uh, their offensive line, I think, was ranked like 31st by PFF. So um, they needed to help that there. The defense was decent last year. Um, and I like that they're just building it up more with Jalen Phillips and who was that safety? I, oh, J- uh, Javon Holland. So just adding pieces. Uh, up front and in the secondary is going to be going to help them a lot. So I really like what the Dolphins are doing here and building off of a 10 win season in what was supposed to be a rebuild year. Um, they could uh, make some noise. I don't know. We'll see. All depends how Tua does. And one thing I wanted right. to mention as well before we move on is that it is absolutely shocking that they like Miles Gaskin's going to be the starter. Like true. Yeah. His job is still intact. Everyone thought they'd go maybe Harris in the first at 18 or ETN or just get Williams or even get someone. And they, they didn't get one until the seventh round, Jared Dokes from Cincinnati. So right. that is a, a very surprising. And Gaskin played pretty well for the majority of the last season. So I guess they have faith in him to continue to be the guy there. So that, that's yep. very, that was very surprising to me. I wanted to point that out. Yeah. Huge winner if you have Miles Gaskin in, in your dynasty leagues. Right. So, uh, yeah. Shout out Miles Gaskin. All right. So, right now, we're going to be doing our first phone call here. Um, so, oh, we'll, sure. be, we'll be, uh, we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills. These people may not answer because we're going to be calling Jake uh, Matola. He was on the podcast once before, I think. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah probably like October, something like that. So it's been a few months uh, since Hogline Nation has heard from Jake. So <laughs> we'll give him a, we'll give him a ring here. Uh, we'll see if he answers. I, he, he's one of the people we did not let, let know that we were calling. <laughs> so he may not, uh, but we will see. And we'll see what it, he'll, he'll give us his brief uh, thoughts on the Bills draft class here. So uh, <laughs> let me hold on. Let me queue up his number. Still time, Jack. I'm searching for his number. Yeah, it'd be a lot of dead air if he doesn't answer. <laughs> no, nah, just be a couple rings. Oh well. There he is. All right. All right, here we go. Hello. 
closer to the mic. We can't hear it. I don't know if he's going to answer, guys. Uh-oh. Ah, leave a message. Nah, don't. Oh, no. well. All right, well. All right, we're 0 for 1. How about, do you want to just save the bills and then if, if he, if, and see if he calls back other time in the show and then we can do okay. it again? Sure, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but if not, we'll, um, we'll give our thoughts on the bills at the end if he doesn't answer by the time we're done here. So, okay, hopefully I... he calls back. We're 0 for 1 so far. Oh, he texted me. <laughs> oh, okay. Should I answer him? He said, what's up? Um, sure. You can just text him back. And in the meantime, I'll, we'll, we'll go Patriots and we have another call for that. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're hopping right into another call with Jack Lawler. Yeah. He, I don't think we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't text him either. That was poorly planned. All right. We'll just try. We'll see what happens. We like the spontaneity. So we do. Do you hear it? Yep. We got it. That'd be so sad if we go over two right off the bat. Hello. Hey Jack. It's Jack. Hey. Um you're you're live on Hogline right now, and I was wondering if you can give just your 60 second thoughts on the Patriots draft. Um yeah, I think I'm happy that they got a quarterback because they need a quarterback. Um, they didn't reach for one. I know that a lot of NFL teams said they coveted next year's NFL draft more so right. than this one. I heard that too, yeah. So um, I thought it was good they didn't give away anything. And I think it. I think drafting Mac Jones pairs extremely well with um, Barmore that they got in the second round, True. which was an absolute steal. You know, some people even had – I even saw one mock draft of them taking Barmore in the first round with that pick. So, wow. with those two picks, I'm really happy. They didn't um, – you know, they made such a big splash with free agency. It would have been stupid to try to make another big splash in the draft because then it would just be too many moving moving pieces and variables. So That's true. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I agree with everything you said pretty much. Um I, I, it's tough for me to get a read on the Patriots. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're just, there was a good amount of free agent signings. And uh, I don't really, honestly don't know much about a lot of the prospects, the guys that they drafted, but I, I trust Belichick to figure it out, especially with all their guys on the defense returning this year. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I was happy with how they did last year. I mean, they missed the playoffs, but they had the most, amount of players opt out because right. of COVID. Yeah. They had the hardest strength of schedule in the entire league. And um, they had, honestly, the second best team in the AFC in their division, which I thought were the Bills. So I think I was overall pretty happy with how they did last year. And they, they were literally three games, three really close games, like the one against Kansas City. Um, and the Seahawks won at the beginning of the year. The Seahawks game yeah. where they lost on the – one yard line right and then the game that they blew um i mean denver but yeah with all those games i mean three tur three of them had turnovers or i guess not a turnover but not scoring at the end that just kind of costed us so right i was pretty happy with how they did last year and they were pretty pretty terrible last year on offense so true i think it could only get better on offense and on defense i think they could improve but 
I like their schedule a lot this year. Some people think they have a hard schedule. I love their schedule this year. So Nice. Well, hopefully, for your sake, things are even a little better than last year. Not for our sake, though. Hope they suck. <laughs> well, Corkle yeah, time. I, I look forward to it. They have a game in Atlanta, and the Buccaneers have a game in Atlanta. There's a lot of good teams playing in Atlanta, so oh, I true. hope I can go see one of those games. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Cool. Well, uh, well, thanks for taking the call. We appreciate appreciate your your expertise. We love the fan perspective. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for the live stream. Big supporter <laughs> of Hogline. Uh, and yeah, anything, any help you guys need, I look forward to listening to the next episode. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. See you later. See ya. See ya. Sweet. Nice. All right, so Jake has texted me back, and he's uh, available to call, so hopefully he answers this time. All right, so you're going to call him right now? Yep, I will give uh, Jake a call, and we'll hear his thoughts on the bills. So Cool. Uh, sounds good. Here we go. Going to call him. Can you hear it? Yeah. Hello, Jake. Jake hey, Jake. Li- Jake's live on the air here of the, the hotline, <laughs> uh, episode one thirty three. We uh, we we need your uh, your your thoughts on the Bills draft class here. If you want to give it to us. Good to be back on the pod, guys. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, of course, of course. Uh, so I guess starting off the top, uh, going double t- double going double edge and then double offensive tackle. I thought was kind of interesting, but um, looking at it from a positional needs standpoint, um, we're pretty solid everywhere. And then looking at the age of the groups, uh, edge and offensive line seem to be where we're the oldest. Um, so so after 2022, um, it didn't really seem that like we have anybody locked up there. So getting these developmental prospects in there who kind of fell either because they didn't test great in the case of Rousseau and, and Basham, or in the case of, of Brown and Doyle, how they how they are uh, highly athletic, coming from smaller schools in the development. Um, so they're multi-year projects that I think um, kind of fit what we need in in terms of long-term goals. And then in the back of the class, it seems like we kind of filled out the the rest of the we guys we lost to free agency with Marquez Stevenson kind of filling that kick returner role, the Mar Hamlin filling the Dean Marlowe combo safety nickel corner um mm-hmm. kind of filling in special teams ace and then we got the guy with the the best name in the class and Rashad Wild Goose <laughs> and then I guess uh, Jack Anderson the, the guard from Texas Tech just rounding that out it with uh some depth there well that's perfect I mean I feel like that's a testament to the the bills are a good well-run organization looking into the uh looking into the future there so that, that's that's very smart yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it seemed like Kuiper and some of the other drafts, uh, draft guys were kind of disappointed that they didn't take a, a running back, which I didn't think we needed to. I think after spending a third on Moss last year and a third on Singletary the year before, um, that we had enough capital invested there, especially bringing in Matt Breda. Um, I think there's enough, enough talent in that room uh, that we didn't need to supplement that with a high draft pick. Um so I think I think it was good. It wasn't flashy, but it'll it'll probably sustain us for a couple of years, given the, the lack of glaring holes on the roster. Yeah, you guys don't need a running back. You throw like 
80% of the plays. I know that's that's not that exact number, but he throws so much anyway, I feel like. True. Yeah, I saw I saw one critique that was like, what are the Bills supposed to do, pass every play? And you're running back, and I was just like, yes, pass every play. That's exactly what I want. Right. So. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. Thanks for taking the call. And uh, yeah, let's listen to your part where you come out. We're, we're calling a bunch of random fans here, the people we know. So um, you, you are you're our Bills insider for sure. So. <laughs> glad, glad to be that spot for you guys. Uh, if you need anything else, just let me know. Glad to hop back in. Sounds awesome. good. We'll talk thank to you. Later. Have a good rest of your day, guys. You too. Yeah. There we go. All right. Two for two, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's very, uh, I feel like he's got a f- high football IQ. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, he knows his stuff. All right. We're done with the AFCs, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll keep it moving. Um, we'll go AFC West now. Uh, we'll go with the Chiefs, the reigning AFC champions, a draft class I was heavily invested in as a Clyde Edwards Elair dynasty owner. I was hoping they would make the right decisions here. And they did exactly that. Um, they bring in Orlando Brown, which is I'm thrilled by. Um, and so, I mean, obviously that, that's, a, I feel like a no-brainer, giving away your late first for a guy who is a very young tackle who is very talented, uh, could really bolster your offensive line. So I was very thrilled with that. Um, and they also bring in Creed Humphrey as well, a guy who I really wanted in the second round for the Steelers, as I mentioned. And they, I mean, they really revamped their whole offensive line through free agency and the draft here. So I feel like they addressed exactly what they need to. Uh, they bring in Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri, also with their uh, other second round pick. Uh, they get an edge rusher, uh, bring in Noah Gray, tight end from uh, Duke. Cornell Powell, wide receiver from Clemson. And uh, another guard, Trey Smith, actually. I don't know if you know anything about him, but apparently... Uh, there's some draft guys that I follow, uh, Thor Nystrom, who, who we always we like. Uh, yep. I believe was very high on Trey Smith as well, and he fell all the way to the sixth round. But apparently, he just has like some heart, uh, some other heart condition or something, some medical thing uh-huh. made him fall. Uh, but apparently, he's like a second or third round talent that fell all the way to the sixth round. So, like really, like I said, really like how they address the offensive line. Um, through the trade and with the other, the other two picks. So I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic. And they didn't even draft the running back, which they were rumored to maybe get one in the fourth round or something like that. So I know they, they signed Jarek McKinnon. So that was, I guess, right. Yeah. They're quote unquote addressing that a little bit for depth, but um, what do you think? Uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, they drafted Creed Humphrey and I mean, a few months ago, I feel like they had a lot of uh, a lot of question marks to their O line, but they kind of fixed that primarily through free agency and through the trade with Orlando Brown. So their O line looks like it's shaped up to be to be very good. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, was just about their draft, really not not much else. Uh, I just they're still going to be great. So yeah, I guess we can move on from the Chiefs. All right, we will go to. How about the Chargers? Okay. Um, LA picks uh, Rashawn Slater. He fell all the way to the 13th. People yeah. thought he would go certainly in the top 10. So he goes all the way down to 13. Uh, they get Asante Samuel Jr., uh, probably a top five corner in the class with their second round pick. 
they bring in Josh Palmer, wide receiver from Tennessee in the third. Um, Trey McKitty, tight end from Georgia. Uh, an edge rusher, tackle, linebacker, a running back, and a corner for the rest of the draft. Sorry, we, we, we're always blowing by these later round guys' names, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Larry Roundtree. I don't think we're really going to mention yet, but um, <laughs> Rashawn Slater, that a great pick. They needed to address the tackle position. I feel like people yes. were always mocking them to get a, a tackle or a corner, probably. So, yeah, I mean, I again, I have Austin Eckler, I have Keenan Allen uh, on my dynasty team. So I was also paying uh, a special special attention to the Chargers and what they were doing. And uh, Slater helps everyone out. He helps Herbert. He helps the run game. He's going to help everything. So pretty much the consensus number two lineman uh, tackle. And I'm um, very glad they got him. Yeah, I agree. I I love their first two picks, Slater and Samuel. I saw this Samuel Jr. Um, other than that, I feel like there wasn't really many, like, splash picks. Um, just I think that the addition of Slater's what exactly what they need for Herbert and they could take a big step this year with Herbert in year two. Just a uh, key was to get him protected and they spent their for their highest pick on that. So good for the Chargers. Right. I also think Josh Palmer's a little interesting. Um he went to Tennessee, didn't quite have the production at the collegiate level. Um but he's someone that's an interesting prospect. Uh, I think he, he I mean, I, I was anticipating him to go a little bit like lower. Not that I don't think it, I don't think he's a bad player or anything. I just mm-hmm. thought he would maybe go in the fourth or fifth round instead of, instead of the third. Um, but I think it's a real opportunity. I think Mike well Mike Williams is a free agent after this year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. And even so, he hasn't yep. been like, you know, he's not like anything super special. Yeah. And outside of them, I mean, I feel like Palmer may have an opportunity if he if he lives up to what he can be. I think he can maybe slide into that number two receiver role in LA, maybe, maybe next year. So yeah, um, definitely someone to keep an eye on. So we'll, we'll see how he uh, plays out this season. And uh, I just thought that was a little bit interesting. So yeah, uh, we'll move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. We don't have any calls for this division, right? No. Okay. I don't know any AFC West fans. I don't believe. Uh, the Raiders, people did not like their draft. Yeah. Uh, they they picked Alex Leatherwood, who I I admittedly did not know where, where he went to school. I said on the mock draft episode he went to Oklahoma. Uh, he went to Alabama, folks. So I, I confuse them all the time. They're like the exact same colors. So uh, so I, I that is my that is my bad. So <laughs> yeah, Alex Leatherwood, tackle from Alabama, goes seventeenth overall. Uh, they pick Trayvon Morig, the center uh, from T center what am i saying safety excuse me from tcu and they go all defense for the rest of the draft except your neighbor jimmy morrissey they picked that's right round so yeah jimmy morrissey center out of pit uh lived like two doors down from me um but i like i really like the first two picks i like leatherwood i really like morig and then as you said they went like six defensive players in a row um which they their defense was probably the worst one, one very close to the worst if not um so just addressing on the defensive side of the ball that was very important um I, yeah 
What? I, I'm kind of in agreement. I, I know people didn't like this pick. I know the Raiders are kind of known for not really caring what the public says and kind of going off of their own thoughts and not really paying attention to public perception. And, you know, they're going off their own draft board. Uh, but I think Leatherwood's really good. I know, right. whatever, you could say it's a reach and maybe he could have gone in late first, early second, but hey, they didn't, they didn't have another pick till 43. They needed to address the tackle position. They let all pretty much all our offensive line go. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I, I like it. I, I, I don't, I would not say that the Raiders did a bad job and yeah, I don't and know. I, I don't really drafting a lot of defensive guys. Like you, they got a hit on some, like, and they just, these really spread out like the, the the position groups that they 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 drafted so like they just really need to address that side of the ball primarily right like Derek Carr's okay i he's i feel like the public perception on him is pretty consensus um well Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback that's true per that per that alert <laughs> um but you know i they're not really contending right now so he's a good transitional quarterback i guess you can label him as that um, and I do I imagine what? if Rodgers goes there, then it'll be Mahomes, True. Herbert, yeah. and Rodgers. Yeah, wow, you're right. <laughs> and then Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but the uh, yeah, I think they their skill business group isn't like well, Jacobs Waller, you can count as a receiver, and they true they probably could use like another legit receiver. Uh, kind of not sure on rugs and Brian Edwards yet, but um. But I think defense in the line is more important than that. So, yeah. So I I don't really agree with um, necessarily all the hate they're getting. I think it was it's a little bit blown out of proportion, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the Denver Broncos. They they had a lot of picks. Jeez. Uh, Patrick Sertain, ninth overall. Uh, they trade up to get Devontae Williams in the second. Uh, Quinn Marinez, the, the division three offensive lineman from Wisconsin, Whitewater. Uh, they pick him in the third, uh, Baron Browning from Ohio state linebacker in the third. Uh, they pick a couple safeties in the fifth. Uh, they get Seth Williams, the, the tall, uh, big bodied receiver from Auburn. And they get a couple edge rushers at the end and a corner in the seventh. So geez, do you hear all the commotion going on upstairs in my don't, house? But thanks for filling me in. Oh my gosh! I, sorry, sorry, Hago Nation. If you're hearing this, is no one heard it? So unprofessional. <laughs> what do you think of the Broncos here? I think uh, their defense and their secondary was already pretty good, um, but I think they just keep building upon a strength that they have in certain. So I don't know. I think that ugh, the Broncos, man, if they just had a different, if if Aaron Rodgers, I, he's also rumored to go to Denver. Um, if you didn't hear as well. I feel like right. Denver and, and yeah. Las Vegas are the two teams that are kind of getting thrown out there uh, with all this news going on. Well, we didn't even address that yet. Um, I guess we can get talking a little bit about when the Packers, but yeah, um, man, if they got Rodgers, I I honestly think like they their roster is very solid across the board, in my opinion. So right. if they get if they're just they're literally a quarterback away. Them and them and the football team like. You know, I again, I, yeah. I trust Fitzpatrick more than Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. I do too. Yeah, but man, yeah. So if I don't know, I guess I guess the the question you could say really is, you know, forget about their picks. Was it wrong to pass on Justin Fields and Mac Jones? I think it was. 
Um, I think they should have drafted a quarterback. Um, I They're pretty close to quarterback way, as you said. Um, I do like their first three players they drafted. I like Sertan, Javante Williams, and Quinn Miners. Um, Quinn Miners got an, inter- got an interesting story, I think. I don't remember it, but I think he's got an interesting story. So look into him if you're interested. D3, D3 player. Okay. I said that when I was I was reading. I know, yeah. I feel like there's something more to him though, but I don't know. Anyway, um, I I mean, yeah, I like Sertan, but I feel like if they were gonna draft defense, they should have did something to address the to help their run defense. I think they're like the fifth worst last year. They were the fifth worst in rushing, um, and their secondary is pretty solid. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, you can't have too many good corners, but Sertan, definitely my favorite, uh, corner in this league, in this draft class. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got on the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Justin Fields. Um, he's my, easily my quarterback too. Um, I, I just don't understand why he went forth at the quarterbacks. So, I would have picked him here, uh, especially because I, I truly think this is quarterback away roster. And uh, but certain's great. Um, they made good picks. It just I, I don't know. I think Fields would definitely been my pick there because Fields, if, if I were drafting, he would have gone second. So. Yeah, so I guess that's it on the uh, Broncos and we'll move on to the AFC South. Uh, we are going to talk about the Jags first because, man. I have a bone to pick with the Jags. I don't like it. I was very, I said, as I was introducing this episode, it would have been a perfect day one in the NFL draft. I was super happy. Great day. Probably a top five sports day of the year, in my opinion. (laughs) Night one of the NFL draft. It was going great. Steelers just picked Najee, Najee Harris, a pick before. I'm like, great. We got a strong running game now. This night's going great. Nothing can ruin this. Next pick pick 25 with the 25th pick in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select running back Travis Etienne. And I literally, I, I, I was very, very upset. I was livid. I'm a James Robinson dynasty owner and all my fellow James Robinson dynasty owners can share my pain because what, what were they thinking? This made no sense. I feel like everyone this was a consensus uh, head-scratching pick. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would a team that went 1-15, that had a terrible defense, who had a running back go for 1,400 all-purpose yards as an undrafted free agent rookie running back, spend a first-round pick on a running back? I get he went to the same college as Trevor Lawrence. And they have chemistry, and Lawrence probably wanted them. Whatever. You don't need you don't need chemistry to hand someone a ball. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> it, I, I, yeah, I, 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 w- I was, I was all in on the Jags because I like Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, I love James Robinson. I'm like, this is going great. They'll go, they'll go offensive line here. They'll protect Trevor. And now I, I hope they don't win a game. <laughs> I hope Urban Meyer gets fired and I hope Travis Etienne 
chooses another career path and doesn't play and holds out. Well, there's no need to take it out on him. Um, I I love Travis. I think Travis Etienne's a great player. It's just yeah, yeah. Ugh. I I agree. Ugh. I mean, I I agree with your your sentiment on that. I mean, I don't, I'm not that passionate about it, and as a as I don't uh, have James Robinson, but um. They the Jags have so many needs, and they spent 25th overall on the one thing they didn't need to address, which is a pretty big head scratcher. Um, I regard I do like the first three players they drafted, um, in Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and um, Tyson Campbell. Yeah, right. Um, but just reg- throughout the whole draft, I thought they they should have just spent more on offensive line. I think that's more more important with for for Lawrence going forward and um yeah yeah and I don't have to say too much about Trevor Lawrence I've been on record saying he's gonna be the best quarterback in NFL history two years before he declared for the NFL draft uh you can look at that video on our Instagram at Hogline podcast right so um what what year did you did you predict him to tear his ACL or something like that (laughs) no yeah that that was 2019 I, in 20, all right, so people don't understand what we're talking about. In 2019, and we're, this is really not following our rule of staying on track here. Not at all. Um, Keep going, though. But I, 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 I statted out Trevor Lawrence's all career, just completely, strictly hypotheticals. Like You had him to the Titans, winning like three Super Bowls? Right. But again, this was just, this was just me bored in an economics class in college, and I just wanted to, something to do, so... Um, I predicted what Trevor Lawrence's stats were going to be each year. So, yeah, that's what I did. Um, anyway, I love Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be great. I think he's going to, you know, he's obviously his expectations are super high. Um, and it'd be, it's kind of unfair for, to expect him to reach all of them, but I think he's going to be fantastic. And he's, you know, he's going to, even though the Jags are a terrible organization who are idiotic and moronic, uh, he's going to transcend all of that all of the stupid idiotic moves from urban Meyer and their GM. So yeah. And Walker little also, I wanted to mention him before we move on. He is a tackle from Stanford. Uh, They drafted in the second round and he, if you look at mock drafts, you know how, you know, they always do mock drafts. Like as soon as this one's done, they'll do a 2022 mock draft and see what that'll look like. You know how they, you know, they do that from years out. Yeah, I already if saw you, the one. There. If you look at old yeah. mock drafts, Walker Little is always going in the top five. So he, you know, I know things change in, over the year, um, but he is someone right. who was highly touted like just about a year or year and a half ago. So talent's obviously there with him. And I think that that's a good pick. Yeah. All right. Enough about the stupid Jags. We'll move on to the indianapolis colts um where are they there they are they drafted quitty pay uh they did the same thing the bills did two edge rushers to start quitty pay and then a guy I don't know how to pronounce his name went to vanderbilt they got him in the second um they bring in a tight end and they no one else really noticeable they bring in sam ellinger in the sixth He's just a, a big name college quarterback from Texas. Right. So, you know, obviously yeah. he's just he's just the depth piece. Um no, Jacob, I was gonna say Jacoby Brissett is not there still. He's he's with the Dolphins, I think. I don't think the Dolphins, but he's somewhere. Yeah, so he's not there anymore. So I guess maybe Ellinger can compete for the the, the second the QB two spot. 
Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But Quiddy Pay, um, some people had him going in the top 15, so he fell a little bit to the Colts, I guess you could say. Um, again, some people had him as the top edge rusher. Some people had Jalen Phillips. And, um, yeah, I think it was a solid draft from the Colts. Another uh, strong, competent GM in Chris Ballard. You got to trust what he does. Um, he's built a solid uh, roster for Indianapolis. And, you know, I think they're going to be right there to compete. And these guys are just uh, the cherry on top, you know. I feel like they got a strong roster overall. So, uh, if Quiddy Pay can, can contribute, that's just uh, an extra bonus for them. Yeah. I really like that they're bolstering their already great defense. Um, I trust Wentz behind this O-line. I, the one thing I do wish, I wish they just drafted a wide receiver before they did, which was in round seven, I believe. Um, nah, give Michael I, Pittman all those targets. Then, But, right, I like Michael Pittman. I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to slander him too much, but outside of him, I don't trust T.Y. Hilton. Um, and then other than that, I like, do they still have, like, um, Paris Campbell, which I'm not huge on. Um, I don't know. I just thought they could have – I thought that was their biggest need, wide receiver. They could have had some more depth there, um, but they did not. Uh, we'll see. All right. Indianapolis, uh, again, yeah, I, I trust good GMs and well-run organizations. They get a little more, more – a little bit more leeway, and they can kind of just uh, – you know, you trust them more. You give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, all right, we'll go with the Houston Texans next. They did not have a first-round pick or a second-round pick or a fourth-round pick. They only had five picks in general in the draft. Well, good good thing that their roster is pretty complete as it is. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, jeez, there's – I think I mean, that – Literally, who knows? Anything can happen here. Right. We don't need to talk about their picks, really. I just think that it was pretty telling that to the, the, the Sean Watson situation that they spent their first pick on a quarterback. And I saw shortly after that. So that was a day two pick. I think on Saturday, I saw several reports saying how uh, a lot of there are some people that don't believe that Watson will be playing in 2021. So, um, yeah. Trivia question, not trivia question, but just a personal opinion question. Who will be the Texans starting quarterback week one? Tyrod Taylor, Deshaun Watson, or Davis Mills? I'm going to say Taylor. I think it's definitely a good chance it's Taylor at this point. Yeah. Um, I was, like, if Watson's not there, if the whole, the whole legal situation is playing out um, and he's not playing, I highly doubt it'll be Davis Mills. Like it's good. Right. Tyler I don't think Taylor they're gonna go week one, David, unless he like just blows everything blows out of the away. water at camp. Um, mm-hmm. but I yeah, I would see that being Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and then, uh, other than the quarterback situation, they bring in Nico Collins uh from Michigan. So, you know, definitely an opportunity for him to step into that number two role if everything goes right for him. I know Brandon Cooks is pretty much the number one there. And they draft Brevin Jordan. Um, he was he was the ninth tight end, I believe, drafted, even though he was projected like pre-draft rankings. Pretty much consensus had him at like three or four. Um, he's an interesting pick in round five. He's a very athletic tight end, a little bit undersized for the position, but 
again, Texans, uh, you know, decide to go with the skill position players here with their very limited draft capital. So obviously the Texans are a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of bit of a mess right now. So, yeah. um, think do they have, please tell me they have their first round pick next year because that would really help them out i'm looking that up right maybe now. get a yeah i don't know draft picks 2022 if they don't like that is that is they're Just literally pulling a tj they're pulling a triple t's at yes that point. yes they have their first second and third okay good for them geez okay so yeah it's uh this is going to be a rough roster. That's the, I think that's the leading candidate at this point for the 101 at that point. All right. Enough about them. AFC South is going to be mad. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. the uh, – we're going to call uh, – I don't know this person's name. This is Jack's uh, friend. Or I don't I don't know him either. It's a, it's oh. a Shref's friend. I don't oh, know Shref's friend. Sorry. I just know he's a Titans fan. His name is Jared. Okay. Um, so this is the first time I'll be speaking to him, but I'm going to call him right now. Okay, here we go. See if Jared uh, will be making his hogline debut if he answers here. For the Tennessee Titans. Can you move a little closer, move the speaker? Hello. Jared, welcome. You're on hogline. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I just want to thank both of you two for... Uh having me on here of course yeah we thank uh, you calling a calling a couple people uh of just fans of various teams we want to get the fan perspective and yeah you're our guy for the titans so uh of course how, i feel like i'm feel? the only guy for the titans <laughs> you, you may be <laughs> um all right well i guess we'll get into this i was just gonna give you three of my favorite picks go for intriguing. it yeah so uh round one we took Caleb Fairley. I was a little uh, disappointed, not going to lie at first. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, if the medicals check out for him and everything, I think we could have got one of the bigger steals in the draft with him. Yeah, I thought he was mocked to go a little bit earlier than, than their pick. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I, I didn't think he was going to be there for us. Um, I guess he has a bunch of back problems. Who knows? Hopefully everything everything turns out well, though, with him. Right. Because I think he can be a stud. Right. Um, I'm going to go to round three then. We took another cornerback from Washington, Elijah okay. Molden. Slot cornerback guy. Okay. He just gives me uh, Logan Ryan vibes. When Logan Ryan played for the Titans a couple years back, he just gives me good tackler, knows where the ball is going to be all the time. I just think he's going to be an awesome little slot guy for us for the next couple years. Okay. And then uh, round four, I think you guys want to talk about this guy too, uh, Rashad Weaver. Right. Um, I think great production at Pitt. Guy was a baller. Um, apparently, he's boys with Bud Dupree. That's what that's what I've heard. But uh, I think he can be a nice little guy behind both uh, Bud Dupree and Harold Landry. Maybe move him inside. Right. Who knows? Yeah, I love Weaver, obviously, as a Pitt fan. Um, yeah, I like in our, in our mock draft, I, I, I had him going first round to the Packers, which, which may be maybe a little off, but, um, yeah, I he's think fantastic. The whole, yeah, I think all the little, little stuff that came out about him today, I think it was today that it all came out. It did. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't know if teams knew about that or not, but maybe that's one of the reasons he kind of dropped down. But True. hopefully all that stuff's false. I, I yeah. think he can be a stud on that D-line. Right, yeah, I'm hoping that's not true. Like, the, a similar thing happened with, with Aaron Donald here recently in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, okay. Hoping it's another kind of Aaron Donald situation where – Yeah, a situation like that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that's that's that great insight you got there. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks, thank man. you guys again for having me. All right, I'll see you. See ya. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, and if anyone's not aware, I am kind of unclear to be honest as well. But Rashad Weaver, fourth round pick uh, for the Titans, edge rusher from Pitt, uh, accused of assault today. Correct? Yeah, a simple assault. So whatever. I don't know what that means, but um, I heard some conflicting things, a couple reports. But hopefully, it for his playing career sake. Hopefully, it uh, it's nothing as I am a big fan of him, but yeah, good player though. Very good player. All right. So that is the AFC. Is that the whole AFC? We're done yep. the whole AFC. Correct. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the NFC. We'll try to keep it moving uh, for you all. And we'll go with the NFC East. Okay. Um, and we're going to go with the Cowboys. Apparently Jack is going first and, uh, we're going to give Joe a call. Yep. All right. So this is our uh, friend from Boston. Um, yes. But he's a Cowboys fan. He is a Cowboys fan. And we'll see if he answers. He is probably in bed, to be honest. He, no, he's, no, no. I texted him. I said, uh, oh, you let him yeah. know? Yeah. It's just because I already thought of that. But he said, he just responded and said, is it too late? So I'm going to call him right now. Perfect. All right. Sounds good. these phone calls i know it's fun it's good stuff hey jack hey welcome you're live on the hogline podcast oh nice <laughs> nice Tom morelli i never take calls or make calls at this time but i can't do this you never ask me for anything <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate it yeah that's why i wanted to text to warn you real quick so um yeah we're just we're calling a couple of fans that we we're covering every team and we're just calling just a various fans we know of teams just to get a fan perspective so as a Cowboys fan, your thoughts on their draft? No, honestly, I like it because they went bananas with defense and they need it. And I was a little bummed out because I, I kind of had my hat set on those two cornerbacks. Right. But I think Micah Parsons might be like, they might have got lucky there because I don't think they were going to take him. And I think the guy's fantastic. Yeah, I like him a lot. I, I thought that he had potential to go like top five. There are some like weird character things going on but i don't think that's anything to be concerned of uh i like that pick a lot and yeah i agree with what you said i think that they really need to address the defensive side of the ball and it looks like what their first like six picks they had like 11 picks i think their first six were all defense so yeah they barely touched offense i mean what they get the offensive lineman a receiver and i don't even know if much else they they basically went all defense right Surprising yeah, trade and, with the and with what the set it off for me was I don't know if you saw did you see Stephen A. Smith's reaction to their draft? I didn't. What was it? I'm sure it was hilarious. Oh, you have to look. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> he, looked, he, he he was all depressed and sad, and someone that you know he did his own quick little quip on a video, 
and he just said he thinks the Cowboys got the best defensive player in all the draft, and he wow. hates it because he hates him. But it, you got to watch it. I, I was standing in the living room cracking up. Riley goes, what are you laughing at? I go, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And well, I think they drafted so many like cornerbacks that one of them's going to stick. That's true. Yeah, I, I love doing that. Just drafting as much as you can in one position, like something's bound to hit. <laughs> and cornerbacks, is like, that's the kind of thing. Like, I know, you know, Jalen Ramsey, but a lot of high-valued corners, like, that come out, it's usually just, you know, third, fourth, fifth-round guys that end up being the great ones. True. So, I'm I, – I'm hopeful because the offense is so good and I yeah. really pray. And I know you love Dak too, which is kind of funny <laughs> to me. I like it. <laughs> if he's even close to what he was, the offense would be perfect. Yeah. And if the defense, they, they just have to improve big time and they, they made the investment. So I, I was happy. I think they showed restraint because they, they usually make crazy picks, you know? Right, yeah. I thought – I I was surprised. I thought, like, like Jerry Jones would pull something wild and, like, trade up for Kyle Pitts or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, or, or just take take another receiver. like oh, <laughs> Right, know? yeah. What's the guy from Alabama? Dante Smith, there he is sitting. I'm going, don't take him. You better not take him, you know? <laughs> hey, C.D. Lamb, basically, if you look at it. <laughs> right, that'd be very Jerry Jones-esque. <laughs> but, no, they showed discipline and – I think, uh, you know, I watched the draft grades. Someone, one, one, I forget who it was. Yahoo gave him a terrible grade. I think ESPN or NFL gave him an A minus. So mm-hmm. time, time will only tell, but just Micah Parsons, I'm pretty pumped about him. Sean Lee going down, even though he wasn't reliable, this guy's going to fill right in. They got tons of speed on the outside. He might be perfect for them. True. And I, I promise this will be the last thing I ask you. And I was kind of confused. Why did they, I saw today they declined the fifth year option for Van Der Esch. Why is that? Do you think? I think it's his neck, man. Okay. So the injury. Yeah, concern. it's got, of course it is. They know better than anybody else. And I mean, he, you know, he looked like he was going to be a force and, you know, neck injuries, like, like Peyton Manning as a quarterback, you can get away with it, but not a linebacker. True. Yeah, I so didn't that might only, say a lot. Only had 12, that guy. ten games last season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's sad. I, I mean, I, he had potential, man. But right. I don't think. So. I think they, if they're declining, they, they know his medical better than anyone else. I think there's a big red flag right there. Right. Like at one point, I mean, it was like I guess two years ago with Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee. It looked like they had like the best middle linebacking core easily in all of football. But now it's just completely different. <laughs> Oh, I one of my close buddies, his name is Wes. He's a huge Cowboys fan, and you've got a Van Der Esch shirt. Oh. I was saying, yeah, you might as well just put that thing away as a classic. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe B, my, you know, Ralph, he got Dak uh, Prescott. I'm going, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Prescott's looking. I, I didn't think they were going to sign him is what it is. You know that. I was right. like, I don't think they're going to sign him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad so, they did. Yeah, those are my thoughts. And, and awesome. again, as you know, I'm a very guardedly optimistic Cowboys fan. I mean, right. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm happy. There's got to be a better year. I mean, geez, right. Has to be. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll, they'll make some noise in, in this supposed weak division. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking my call at this late hour. We appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely, Jack. Anytime, brother. Awesome. Have a good night. You too, pal. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Awesome. We have we should have a full episode with Joe. That that it's just it's just the fans probably want to hear more of that voice. I know of his Boston accent. Yeah, no, that's all, and that's really the only reason why we called him. We don't even care about his Cowboys insight, right? <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. I, yeah, that, that, we we should definitely have a full episode with him. That would be fantastic. It I would, think yeah. that, I think the fans would re- really enjoy it. So, 
thank you, Joe, for taking the call. And uh, yeah. I want, I, I don't know if you heard, I, I, I kind of, um, you guys were still talking there, but I thought it was interesting how they made the trade with the Eagles. I know that was, um, you know, True. something you don't yeah. see very often division rivals exactly trading yes. with each other and doing some business. So it made sense though. Um, they wanted the corners and uh, they weren't there. So it made sense to pick up an extra pick and still address the defense. So I think that was a good trade for the Cowboys and, I guess we can transition right to the Eagles here. Um, but I think it made sense for the Eagles too, because the Giants were probably set on uh Devontae Smith. So true. Uh all right. So I guess we can call we have a plethora of Eagles fans to choose from. True. Um, but we're gonna go with Shref. So yeah. you, you guys uh <laughs> you'll be uh getting someone that you uh you all know very well. So all right, I'm gonna call him. Watch him not answer. No, I just text him Eliza. That'd be funny. We're on a roll here. Everyone's answering now. I guess I know, we're yeah, letting we them know. We really are. Hello. Shref, welcome to Hogwine. Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Mitchell, you hear him? Yep, we're good. All right. Love so your thoughts on on the Eagles. Oh boy. Um, well, uh, if you want to give a quick start, they they started off very well, finished very poorly. Okay. Uh, I love the trade for Devontae, especially considering that it turned out we're looking at him at 11. I thought it was great. Traded up when they did and got him. Yeah. Um, wide receiver was clearly one of their top needs. So they addressed that in the first. I was very happy with that. I think he's going to be a, a great addition. Him and Jalen back together is going to be good. Um, I there was there was some debate on the Dickerson pick. I personally liked it. Um, I think he was first round talent, minus obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can get a first round talent and that, that's never a bad pick per se. So I was true. With that. Um, and then after that, it went down. Considering the fact that they draft had it correctly, they drafted two, three. Four. They drafted four defensive line when you could argue that was their least needed. Um, they got one cornerback, and they're I mean they're they're corner three years now, and they got one cornerback. They did not draft a single line, which is also a problem because linebacker four is also very bad. Um, so overall, it started off kind of decided to not draft based on need. They drafted based on who was available, which I understand. Right, I agree they did that. Yeah, best player available. Which is not a bad thing considering their record, but it, there were certainly some positions that could have bit more special attention. Um, That's true. But, I mean, if if you're looking for, like, a group, if a B is fair. I think a B is a fair assessment of the drafter. Okay. Um, before I go, though, I do want to give a special shout out. Uh, they they signed Trayvon Grimes as an undrafted free agent, um, and he was a guy who did not have much talk about it because he transferred from Ohio State to Florida um, going into last season and yeah. didn't have a crazy good season. But all the measurables are there, and there was actually a, a couple people that I followed uh, before the draft who had him ranked as a top like two hundred prospect, and he okay. Get him as when UDFA. I'm, that's great then. And also, like, I mean, if 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 he was go anywhere and like have a chance of making a roster, it would probably be in that wide receiver room, considering there's only like two or three guys who I would say have like secured their spot as a, as a receiver on the True. team. So plenty of opportunity. So I, I I wanted to mention that before, just in case if he ends up really good, then I can get all the credit. 
point. Yeah, everyone, everyone's gonna gonna give you credit for it, and maybe maybe he could even jump Devonta. I'm sure he weighs more than oh. 120 pounds, right? Very good point. You see, yeah. <laughs> if, if he turned to his side, you'd actually be able to see it. So I think that. <laughs> yeah, unlike some other receivers that were taken yeah. within the oh, top yeah. ten, right? For sure. <laughs> well, uh, well, thank you, Shreff, for taking our call and giving your You're insight. Welcome. Thanks for having me, boys. Enjoy your night. Thank you too. Have a good night. I just love I, I love making fun of Devonta Smith's weight to Eagles fans, particularly Connor. I hope Connor's listening to this because I keep just I keep I just keep sending him like uh <laughs> I looked up Devonta Smith bad highlights and I'm just sending him clips of like Devonta Smith dropping a ball or getting hit or something. Kiefer or Peter Ball? Kiefer. No, I like Devonta Smith. I, I think it's I think he's great. I do too. Uh, I I don't know. He did kind of cut out there, Shref. I don't know if you noticed okay. that. But if anyone didn't catch it, overall, his thoughts were he liked the beginning of it. He was a fan of the Dickerson pick, but he did not like the rest of the draft. He thought it kind of went downhill from there. Uh, didn't think the, the, the selections of defensive line were particularly um, important, per se. My quick thoughts... I don't I know I don't want to like harp on the whole draft, but I just didn't like the Dickerson pick. I think the injuries are are a very valid concern. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why he was there. So That's, okay. Yeah. I I did not want the Steelers to get him. And uh, yeah, he is very talented, but this guy this guy has literally gotten hurt every single year. So right. it's just uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, I I don't think it was worth the risk, in my opinion. So right. I personally wouldn't have done it. Uh, we're going to move on to another call here. Uh, who knows if he'll answer, but it's uh, Austin Carroll um, on the episodes uh, before. Uh, he's been on probably three or four episodes. Been a while. So we're going to give Austin a call here. He is a New York Giants fan. He was very vocal uh, about – you'll hear about it. If you yeah, don't I give don't it away. Sp- don't give it away. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything, so – uh, here is Austin, and we'll we'll see if he picks up. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yo. Hello, Austin. You are live Austin. on the hog. You're live. You're live on the Hogline podcast. Oh no way! Yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, we're we're calling a bunch of uh, fans here from various teams uh, to get their sixty second thoughts on their team's uh, draft. And uh, you're our Giants guy, so give us your 60-second thoughts on, on the Giants and w- what they did, whether you liked it or not. Oh, well, I'd have much more than 60 seconds to uh, say, but <laughs> I am flattered to be uh, the uh, local uh, Giants fan. So, um, <laughs> well, right off the bat, you know, we were in, uh, we were going to pick 11th, but uh, Dave Gettleman got an offer he couldn't refuse, and he traded down to pick 20. Um, so, I mean, we got a first, uh, for next year in return. That's fine. Obviously, you know, for right now, it doesn't seem like much, but it'll be good. We're not going to compete this year by any means. So we're fine. Uh, but in that 20th pick, we got Kadarius Tony, and it's a little, little bit of a question mark. I mean, he probably wasn't the best wide receiver at that point, right, you know, right then, but whatever. He said, you know, he's he's an offensive weapon for Daniel Jones, which, you know, we desperately need. But 
you know, that was that pick. Uh, then the rest, you know, we got a couple good defensive players. Um, Aziz, not going to try to <laughs> pronounce his last name, but <laughs> Aziz, the guy from uh, Georgia, I think he's pretty good. Um, but the one position we didn't address was the offensive line. So uh, we're still kind of stuck there. I know we got some young guys we want to develop, and that's pretty much all you know. Dave Gettleman had to say about that. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a rough season. <laughs> How painful is it gonna be if uh, Justin Fields turned out to be the best, uh, you know? An all-pro type of player. How painful is that going to be? <laughs> to be honest, when he was available at that position, I said, you know what? Take him. Take him. Get get the third or whatever you would get for trading away Daniel Jones. In the moment, you know, I, I would have taken him because, you know, I, I bet a lot of teams were pretty surprised that he was still available. So um, if he turns out to be pretty good, which, you know, he, he could have been, you know, He's probably the third best, you know, quarterback in this class. Um, so uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt a little bit, you know, not too much. But I have I have very very little faith in DeAndre Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Same. you guys could uh, be looking to replace him next year, so we'll see. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for taking the call, and um, yeah, be sure to listen to the episode when it comes out, and you you can hear yourself on, on the on the on the podcast here. So um, all right. No problem, guys. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you later. Bye-bye. Sweet. Oh, we have to... Sorry. You uh, You said... the we, we didn't talk about the football team. Right. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Just, just making sure. I don't want to skip anyone. Yeah, so football team, we don't have a call. Yeah. The football team picks 19th overall. They picked Jam and Davis, uh, the linebacker from Kentucky. Absolutely shredded abs. That's what I look for in my my linebacker prospects. I mean, he's it's ridiculous. Like it's like photoshopped. Like what the <laughs> heck? Um, they get Samuel Cosme, t- tackle from Texas. I think he, you know, was. Again, it was a very deep tackle class, and he's a name that kind of fell a little bit in the second round. So. Um, I believe that was a great pick, and they pick Diami Brown, Diami Brown, wide receiver from North Carolina in the third. Uh, they get a corner, tight end, safety, couple edge rushers. Uh, what did you think of Washington? I, I, I um, was no, Zayvon Collins was not available at this point, correct? I think he went to the Cardinals. So I don't yes, know that's there. correct. I love Zayvon Collins. I, I, but he wasn't available, obviously. So. Uh, Washington continuing to build upon their strengths of the defense and the offensive line. Um, so what do you think of Washington? Um, I thought that they, for the most part, went best player available, which they could afford to do because somehow the past year they've shaped up to be a pretty complete team, in my opinion. Um, there's honestly not too much to nitpick on this draft. Um, however, kind of surprised they didn't go QB. Um I guess they did. They select they. Yeah, they Mac Jones. The top five were off the board at their pick, but um, I thought like it could be fitting for them to possibly even trade up to get a quarterback just to learn under Fitzpatrick. Um, thought that would have worked out well, but they didn't. So 
I don't know. I think they they can definitely them and the Cowboys should be the favorites in this division. I I would lean Cowboys, but um, they're definitely can can compete for another NFC East title. Yeah, I. Who knows? Maybe I mean I'm sure they. I mean they had to have looked into the quarterbacks, and I mean clearly they did. And who knows what offers were made or if any were trying to move up. Um, but I mean, if Justin Fields was on the football team, look out. I, I honestly think they could have been, I think they would have been the clear favorite for the division if Justin Fields went there, but he didn't. Um, so again, I, I, I think Davis could be a fine player and Washington's got a scary good defense. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they'll be, they should be right there in the, in the mix here for the top of the division. I, I don't know. I know we're already past the Giants. I, I still have faith in they can win the division. Um, I, I do think it could be any of the three besides Philadelphia. True. So it could. We will see. All right, we're going to move on to the NFC North, and we have a phone call for our first team. That's right. And it is the Detroit Lions. They picked seventh overall, and we'll see what Jack's friend, what is his name? Come on. Aman. Aman will be on the call here and we'll get his thoughts on the Detroit Lions draft class. So give Aman a ring. Something the Lions won't be getting. Oof. Oh. <laughs> you didn't pick up yet. Hello? Aman, welcome to the Hogline Podcast. Hi, Jack. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's nice to have a Detroit guy on. Yeah. Um, so your thoughts on the Lions draft, what'd you like, what you didn't like? Um, I'll start with what I didn't like. Um, and it's cause it's really only one thing and okay. that's that Jared Goff has nobody to throw to. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on St. Brown. I think in my opinion becomes our immediate number one. And he was a fourth round pick. I don't think he should have been a fourth round pick, but he was right. So I think that's a problem, but Beyond that, I think it was an awesome draft. I mean, we got some real kneecap biters. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, you know, yeah. I think I think we got the best O-line in the league now. We got Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Penisul on the right tackle. Jonah Jackson was a good guard for us last year, and you can find someone to play right guard. And then you got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, on Johnson running the ball. Oh, true. And you have a top Jamal five Williams. tight end in, uh, in T.J. Hawkinson. Right. I forgot that, Jamal Williams. Um, they, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, also the, the Sewell pick. Like, I thought... Like in our mock draft, we did like I thought he's good enough to go like top two. So I mean, even to fall to them at at, at seven, I also thought the Dolphins were going to take him. So um, yeah, I think they lucked out there with him, and it looked like they really like. I think Dan Campbell just wanted to get like the biggest football guys he could, and he because he went yeah. offensive tackle, and then he got like two defensive tackles, I believe, right in the second mm-hmm, and third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I definitely go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I, regardless though, I'm, I'm still not very hopeful for, for your Lions this, this year though. You know what, Jack? Um, I'm never hopeful for my Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the first year I, uh, I started watching football, my dad finally looped me into it and they went 0-16. Oh, so. that year? <laughs> what, a, what a rough year to start. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you, being a Detroit fan um, is like getting your heart just give, given a little bit of hope and then taken every single year. That's so, uh, I know it's a good thing we don't have fat Patricia anymore. I mean, Matt Patricia. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I think I think it's a new era, and I hope we do a sure. I hope we do a rebuild kind of like the Dolphins have done, you know, where you just take your time but do it the right way. Yeah, that would be ideal. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys. Have Go a good Lions. night. Thank you. Bye. Why is he a, why is he a Detroit fan? Is he from, He's from Detroit? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that's a rough rough time. Rough time. <laughs> Being so does he like all the Detroit teams? Uh, I don't know. That's if he, really bad. I don't think he follows like the others. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we. I've only talked football with him. I don't know if he's he's all Detroit. All Tigers, Detroit Red Wings, Pistons, and Lions. Man, that's brutal. That is absolutely brutal. So, oh man, God bless you, Amon. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers next, a team that always stirs up some controversy, and they were in the news before the draft started on draft day, as as we you probably all have known by now. Aaron Rodgers is very disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers organization. He doesn't want to come back unless uh, the GM, Brian, Brian, Brian yep, is fired. Jack pretended to be him on the last episode. I, yeah, I might have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, it's a very interesting situation to monitor, and I'm sure it will get dragged out for a couple months here. And we'll see if Aaron Rodgers has a new home. Um, by the time September rolls around. So anyway, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the draft, which somewhat relates to it because, again, they didn't draft a receiver, which is obviously the big elephant in the room in this whole thing, until the third round. And uh, they get right. Amari Rogers out of Clemson. Um, before then, they get a little bit of help in their secondary with Eric Stokes, a corner from uh, Georgia, and a center, Josh Myers from Ohio State. Uh, they get a couple tackles later on, a corner, um, Kylan Hill, the running back from Mississippi State in the seventh. Uh, what do you think here? Do you like Amari Rodgers? Yeah, I don't know how much you know about him, but uh, do you think that was a good pick? Do you think he's got definitely got an opportunity to grab hold of that wide receiver two spot? Right. Um, yeah, I think that, as honestly, the wide receiver two spot should be his, like, immediately. <laughs> um, I mean, that was – their glaring hole, getting a receiver to pair with Devontae Adams. Um, did quickly on the Rodgers situation, I would fire Gutekunst. I think Rodgers is more important than the GM, honestly, even though he is like 36. Um, but yeah, the wide receiver, right? You just We just talked about that. Um, the good Stokes pick, Eric Stokes with the first, in their first round pick to play a lot, or opposite uh, Jerry Alexander. Um yeah, I mean, just keep Rodgers there at all costs, and I think they're fine, which that may be the fire of their GM, which I brought up in our group chat. How do they fire their GM? Because they're not – they don't have an owner. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to – I don't know how that works. But Everyone just votes? Yeah, there's like a town hall meeting in Green Bay, and they vote. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, we will see – Certainly interesting to monitor, and and yeah, I think Stokes is a good pick too. So, I think they definitely needed help in the secondary. So, if they weren't going to go receiver, I think that that was a, a at least a decent place to start. We will move on to the Minnesota Vikings, who a lot of people liked their first round pick in Christian Darisol. People had him going top, maybe even top ten, to be honest, right. toward the end of the top ten. So he fell all the way to twenty three. And I believe this is why people are probably so mad at the Raiders because Darisol was still on the board when they picked Leatherwood and 
Um, True. Yeah. So, you know, people really like him pretty much consensus number three tackle to all the 23 and uh, Vikings need to address the offensive line still wasn't a great unit last year. And, you know, obviously they put a lot of emphasis on running the football. So very smart pick there. And obviously I I, want to talk about, you know, Kellen Mond as Kirk Cousins, number one fan, uh, Is he potentially is he on the hot seat here? No. Apparently they were looking to move up though to get yeah. Mac Jones and or Justin Fields. So. Yeah, it's so stupid. Um I so I a lot of I feel like the public sentiment on Kirk Cousins is that he's not good. Kirk Cousins is good. Um actually I think a fair assessment of Cousins, which I don't even believe, but I'll just give I'll give everyone this. Kirk Cousins can win with everything around him. And I think that they have some pieces to build, quote unquote, everything around him. And um, with one of the worst defenses uh, in the league, um, I thought they should have paid more attention to that. I mean, I, I like the Darisaw pick a lot. I think he fell to them at 24 or 23. I really want the Steelers to get him at 24 if he was going to go that far. Um, but they... Am I when they go second round? Did they, well, their first defensive pick was in the third round, I believe, right? They did not have a second round pick. They, their second pick was Kellen Mond. Right. Yeah. Okay. Their second pick come on, and then they went defense, which, um, yeah, I don't know. Like he, I think that um, they got to stick with Kirk and build. Like they should have just added like a a more competent defensive player as soon as possible. Instead, they got Kellen Mond, which I didn't appreciate. Um, However, they drafted pick guy Patrick Jones uh, in the third. He's great. And, of course, I'm going to say this because I'm a Pitt fan, but their sixth-round pick, Jalen Twyman, that's a steal there um, because – he opted out this past year, and when he, he made this decision to opt out late August, he was mocked for first round. His stock fell complete, like, fell off a cliff. Like, people just forgot about him because I guess Pitt's not, like, a – not on everyone's radar, I guess. And I think, like, at the com- at his combine – at his combine, first off, he put up, like, over 40 reps at 225. But um, I think he got slower, which was an issue, but – I think the talent is there. That could be a steal for them. Uh, I talked too much about Jalen Twyman. I don't know where else I was going with that. That's my thoughts on the Vikings. Very well. Two pit guys. That's interesting. So yeah. Pitt's defense had a lot of a lot of prospects in this draft. Drafted. Yeah, we did. So we- Weaver, Jones, Twyman, and was Paris Ford drafted? He was not, uh, which I was very surprised. But even though even though Paris Ford wasn't, Pitt had the most players drafted out of more than any ACC school, even Clemson. Wow. Yeah. Six guys from Pitt. The next was five Clemson and then the rest. Wow. That is, that's crazy. I would not have known that. So very interesting. It was Florida. Did he sign somewhere? Is UDFA? Yeah. No, he signed with the Rams. Okay. Nice. We'll move on to our last NFC North team, the Chicago bears. Obviously they were pretty much the talk of the draft making the biggest Splash move. Do you have something, Jack? Oh, we got a phone call for the Bears. Oh, we do? 
Yeah, right when Shref hung up, he said, did you find a Bears fan? And I said, no, give me one if you have one. So he gave me a name and number. So we're going to call this number. Uh, do you even know who this person is? No. What's his name? Logan. All right, Logan, you're on the spot here for the Bears. Hopefully he answers. Logan, welcome to the Hogline Podcast. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. We're calling uh, fans of various teams uh, around the league, and we we hear you're a Bears fan, and we'd love to hear your your brief thoughts on what you liked and what you didn't like for of their draft. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, uh, yeah, as an avid Bears fan, I was really, really happy with, uh, with our draft. I think we got to steal the draft in Justin Fields. I mean – Trading up for him, I thought it was a great move. If we didn't, if we didn't, I don't know what we would have done. Uh, hopefully, he starts week one. But I'm also really happy about the two linemen we grabbed. Uh, Kevin Jenkins is a beast. I kind of wish we would have got a little better receiver in the earlier rounds. Mm-hmm. But with our capital, uh, we didn't have much to play with. But I think Pace, our GM, did a really good job. Yeah. And actually, I think the Bears might have had the best draft out of everyone. But wow. might be a little biased there. <laughs> Uh, not too much bias. I mean, like, I agree with you that I, I have mixed feelings on fields, but I am coming around on him. And I think where they got him, that was a very, very good pick. Uh, poor Andy Dalton though. Um, the, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I had, I did not want fields pre-draft, but, uh, if I knew, if we were trading up, like I actually predicted, uh, that we would trade up, and then if we would, that we would get Fields, because if we would trade up and get Mac, I feel like that would be a waste of a trade up. Yeah, no, I'm not big on Mac. I'm I Fields is definitely the one to get out of those two, in my opinion. And I I also love the Tevin Jenkins pick. Um, this o their O line was probably their biggest need, if I believe. Like their their defense is fine, and just adding to the offensive line could. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too soon, but maybe push them over the hump. I mean, they they did make the playoffs last year with with that. So adding Tevin Jenkins and if Justin Field pans out, I think uh, things may be looking up for Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking the same way. Hopefully, we can take that next step with Field, and we finally hopefully we have a real quarterback for once. But <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, thanks for for sharing your thoughts. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on here. <laughs> have a good night. All right, thanks. I think I found thanks, my new Logan. best friend. Thank, thanks for joining the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've said it before, but I love Justin Fields. I said it earlier, consensus number two quarterback, in my opinion, and I think the Bears are making the playoffs, no doubt. If they're smart and they, they put him out there, I think he's ready to go right away, and I think they're right there. I mean, if Rodgers leaves, then it's right there for the taking for them, to be honest. True. It could be, yeah. All right. We got two more divisions to go. Um, We will go with the Atlanta Falcons. And we have a Falcons call to make. We do. And I forgot. uh, I hope he's awake. All right. The Mets are playing. He's awake. I didn't think I did. I text him. No, I didn't. Tell them who it is. Oh, it's Josh. Josh Sorkin. 
um, my roommate who's from Atlanta. Uh, Is he in the room next to you? No, he's at he's at home. He's in Atlanta. Oh, okay. So he's really getting the feel for the city at this point. True. <laughs> True. Yo, ask him what people are saying on the streets. Hello. Hey, Josh, do you have a minute? Yeah. Um, you're live on Hogline. Uh, we're just calling uh, fans of various teams, and we want to hear your 60-second thoughts on what you thought about the Falcons draft. Well, the Falcons had a pretty good overall draft. I really liked the Kyle Pitts pick because I think Matt Ryan's got a lot left in the tank, so I'm a big fan of that pick. I also think they bolstered the offensive and defensive lines a little bit, but would have loved a couple pick guys in there. <laughs> True. Yeah, we were hoping that uh, they draft Weaver or someone. Um, yeah, before he assaulted someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just who we oh, we talked to a Titans fan and we brought that up. Um, I was biggest surprise. I was surprised they didn't go any running back at all. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise, but it looks good for uh, Quadri Olsen. True. Another, right. That would be exciting if he can get a couple touches this year because he hasn't really been utilized as much as he potentially could. Right. Right. Well, great. Um, we appreciate you taking the call. Ask about Julio real quick. Oh, yeah. Mitch wants to know about Julio. Um, what about, like, if they should have, do you think they should have traded him? No, like, do, um, do we, well, does he think he'll be gone? Do you think he will be traded? No. Okay. I don't. But you never know. There's, they got a lot of work to do with the cap, so we'll see what happens. That's true. Yeah, that's a tough contract situation. But but I think it would make the most sense for them to keep him and see what they can get with uh, – with the potential for this offense with, with all these new weapons. Right. It will definitely be fun to watch with Pitts, Julio, if he's still there, Ridley. I mean, uh, Hayden Hurst as well. Yeah. Right. Hayden Hurst for one more year because they declined his fifth-year option today. Right. But yeah, I did see that. that makes sense because if you've got a guy like Pitts, you <laughs> hope he's around for the long term. Exactly. Well, cool. Thanks for thanks for your thoughts on, on the Falcons. Of course. Hi, everyone. Shout out, uh, uh, shout out, Shreff. <laughs> Shout out Trev, thank you. All right, bye. See ya. Yeah, we'll see. I, I Julio's also on my dynasty team. I hate to keep referencing it, but my team's just so awesome. I have to keep talking about it. <laughs> uh I hope he stays. Because that that's definitely the most I still think it's the most ideal spot for him, even right. though there is pits in there, so uh more competition for targets, but I'm all right with it. So I still think it's the best place for him. And I do agree with Josh. I think that Matt Ryan still could play for another year or two at a pretty good level. Um, I don't think there'll be a significant drop-off until maybe uh, 2022 or 2023. Yeah. All right. We are going to move on to the New Orleans Saints. They picked 29, 28th, 28th. Uh, they picked Peyton Turner, a name that not many people expected to go in the first round, um, but they seemed to like him, so they, they they got their guy there. They also picked linebacker Pete Warner from Ohio State, and they get a corner, they get a tackle and a wide receiver, but a surprising pick that a lot of people also didn't like, but I know Jack did like. Fourth round, they picked quarterback Ian Book. 2.0. I, 
I was not expecting. I was expecting him to go probably. I was expecting him to get drafted, but probably in the sixth or seventh round. Does Ian Book have a chance here? He does. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I'm a Notre Dame fan, but like, I feel like Ian Book gets like way too much slander. Like that, uh, I he was good, a good quarterback. Like going back to 2018 at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly made the bold switch to switch off of Brandon Wimbush after week three and put Ian Book in there. And Notre Dame went undefeated for the rest of the regular season with Ian Book, and the offense was completely changed. Um, I mean, I guess statistically he didn't have his best season in 2020, so that's why people may be down on him. Uh, But 18 and 19, he was fantastic. Um, I guess – off of Ian Book. I mean, it's going to be an interesting quarterback situation. Um, they put a lot of money in Taysom Hill slash Jameis Winston. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that, that quarterback room pans out. Uh, but for the rest of their draft, um, biggest surprise why I don't know why they didn't draft a wide receiver earlier. Um, I love it. Michael they, Thomas getting 200 targets next year. They didn't take one until the seventh. And, like, outside of him, they have Traycon Smith, who I don't think is ready or should be a wide receiver, too. Marquez Callaway. Right. Like, these are – they could definitely use another weapon, especially when your quarterback situation isn't like like Aaron Rodgers. Like, what, you, like they, you need to have weapons around these guys. I know there's Alvin Kamara. Um. Adam Troutman, hey. Right. <laughs> like, they're, Jared Cook's gone, too. Like, they have a young tight end who's not really proven. So, a lot of question marks uh, for their skill position players, but still very solid defense. They added defensive depth on all levels in their defensive line, middle, linebackers, and secondary. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, Saints uh, didn't have a lot of draft capital to work with, um, but they got their guys. So, hats off to them. Wasn't my favorite draft class. I don't really know much about them, though, so I can't judge super hard, but right, I don't know. We'll move on to the Carolina Panthers. They, a team with a lot of draft capital, not uh, unlike the Saints. They pick J.C. Horn. They pick him before Sertain, so a lot of people were not expecting that. Horn was the first corner off the board at eighth overall. Uh, they also get Terrence Marshall, Jr., wide receiver from LSU. He reunites with his former offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, or passing game coordinator, whatever. But Joe Brady was involved in the terrific LSU team that won the national championship. He is now the offensive coordinator of the uh, Carolina Panthers, his second year, and he uh, gets Terrace Marshall. So that's definitely an interesting pairing that has uh, some chemistry there. They get Brady Christensen, a uh, tackle from BYU, protecting Zach Wilson in college. Uh, Tommy Tremble, uh, a terrific blocking tight end from Notre Dame and that Jack really wanted for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, as, a, as a nice handcuff for Christian McCaffrey as they, they lose Mike Davis this year. And the rest of the draft, they, uh, they get a corner, guard, receiver, long snapper, defensive tackle, and another defensive tackle. So interesting drafts would you think uh jc horn was he the right pick there uh what do you think um i think yeah i think jc horn was a good pick there 
uh i do hear that there's like some scheme discrepancies on like the style of corner jc horn is uh i believe horns a uh more of like a press man cover corner when they don't play a lot of uh they don't play a lot of men i believe um i just don't think you can go wrong with adding a talent and another great corner in in him uh overall they had 11 picks total i thought they should have went more o-line heavy um to prioritize protecting sam darnold don't want another jet situation with him because their o-line is decent to like not probably in the lower half um it's a oh it's 18th per pff last year so uh, I thought they should go more offensive line, but you know, not not a bad draft, I think, by them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Davion Nixon, he was a defensive tackle from Iowa in the fifth round. I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember who it was, but they were really high on him. That name sticks out to me. Hmm. So maybe look out for him as a potential sleeper, but he went in the fifth round, so maybe keep an eye on him. And also... The Panthers, I think, up until they got Terrace Marshall, I think all of Matt Rule's draft picks were defensive players. Because hmm. last year, I believe they were they they went all defense. Okay. And they they went and started off with Horn. So I think eight picks in a row, I think were all defense. So that's wow. uh, interesting. Uh, sorry, real quick on the Panthers. Do you think again another team that passed on the quarterback potentially? I know they bring in Sam Darnold, but some people linked them to Fields. Would you have considered a quarterback, or do you think Darnold's good enough there? No, nope. no, I believe in Darnold. I think that getting him in the right situation, uh, he'll thrive, and that's why I thought they should have went more O line heavy. Um, but yeah, I I would not have gone. I agree with what they did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold's gonna. I still believe in him as well. I think Joe Brady is. I think Joe Brady is gonna be. He's going to be the name that people are going to, you know, really try to bring in as a head coach. I think he's going to be like the top of everyone's lists at, at who needs a head coach next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will see. Uh, last team here in the NFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, they pick Joe Tryon, yep, edge rusher from Washington, and they pick uh, Kyle Trask in the second round. So a potential heir apparent to Tom Brady. And they also get a guard. They get uh, Jalen Darden, wide receiver from North Texas. He, uh, small school guy, 19 touchdowns. He's uh, very electric, though. Um, he's very small. He's like 5'9", but pick him there in the fourth round. You got a couple linebackers in a corner. So what do you think here with the Bucks? Uh, do you think Trask could take over for Brady maybe in the well, who knows with him maybe seven years from now um <laughs> what do you think I I'm personally you know don't don't think much of Kyle Trask I don't think uh he'll be much here other than a backup I don't either yeah but if he's uh there's anyone to learn under it's it's Brady um but I honestly don't have too much to say on their picks uh I think we kind of preface this on our mock draft like they don't have any holes they um brought back all of their starters from last year so they really had the option to go best player available um since they literally had no holes um and that's exactly what they did i thought they drafted a pretty good variety and yeah they can definitely be back next year 
as they're pretty much they are the same team <laughs> somehow. Don't don't understand it still. Yeah. Do we mention Antonio Brown came back last episode? I don't remember if he signed by the I believe not. I think anyway, they bring Antonio Brown back, so right. that, literally everyone's back. Don't know how, as as Jack <laughs> said. So um, all right, we'll move on to the NFC West, our final division here, last four teams. And we're going to start off with the Seattle Seahawks. And we have a Seahawks call. If you remember uh, from our Jeopardy run, uh, the runner-up EJ will be uh, speaking on the Seahawks. And there are only three picks to talk about. So oh, true. They really yeah. do not have much capital whatsoever. So let's give EJ a call. Did you let him know or no? Uh, I did. I, I think he'll be answering. We'll see. Okay. We will yeah. see. Your call has been automated. <laughs> Whoa. All right, we'll come we back. Struck to out, them. We struck out on that one. Well, yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll come back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to them. Uh, let's go with the Cardinals next, uh, a team I always pay attention to as Kyler Murray is uh, my favorite player, not on the Steelers. <laughs> so I always pay attention to what the Cardinals do over the past couple of years. And they did not disappoint. They took two of my favorite players, uh, Zayvon Collins and Rondell Moore. I talked about them on the mock draft episode. I, I believe I mocked both of them. To Collins I put on the Jags, I think, and Moore I put on the Saints. So two players I really like, and the Cardinals get both of them. Uh, Collins 16th overall and Moore 49th overall in the second round. And other than that, they get a corner, edge rusher, another corner, a safety, and a, and a center. So they they try to get a couple late-round picks addressing the secondary as they, they lose Patrick Peterson. Uh, so, you know, they try to replace him there. And obviously, you know, these guys are very unlikely to have the career that Patrick Peterson has. Right. But, you know, it's it's – worth to take a shot at to get at least a serviceable replacement and i've said i I really love collins he's very versatile and i think he could maybe be what isaiah simmons wanted them like what they drafted him last year right obviously he didn't have the quite the rookie year that people expected him to or hoped that he had would have but now they got two very athletic versatile linebackers and they can be very creative in their schemes and I love Rondo Moore. I think he's fantastic. I don't care that he's five foot seven. I think uh, the Cardinals are going to really like him, and they're going to benefit from his services. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Pretty much, you <laughs> wrote like all my notes that I have down. Um, Collins, very versatile linebacker. I their issue, I think. Um, they allowed 2,000 plus rushing yards, which I think like 10 teams did. So they're not, didn't have a great rushing, uh, rush defense last year. So hopefully him and the other, they, I think they drafted like five or six defensive players. Um, will help fix that also to replace Patrick Peterson. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think solid draft by then. Yeah. Hopefully JJ Watt and Zayvon Collins are enough right. to help that out. So, yeah, I, I would have hoped, you know, offensive line just to help uh, protect Kyler. But I think getting a guy like Moore is perfect and will allow them 
to really flourish. And big win for James Conner and Chase Edmonds. They don't draft the running back. True. And I think that's great for Kyler Murray too, because he can get all those uh all those rushing touchdowns. So right. they're really building around him. Uh, I believe EJ is ready, so we're gonna jump back to the Seahawks, correct? Yep. All right, we'll give him a call. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice. Bruh. <laughs> you literally just texted me, my bad, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, we'll go we'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. Uh, I guess. Give him one, we'll give one more team here. <laughs> we'll go with the Rams, a team also that did not have a lot of draft capital, I believe. I mean they never do. Eh, they they had a decent amount. They didn't have a first round pick, but they ended up with seven picks. They 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 get two two at well, which didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I guess this is a, a very well balanced team, so I guess they again didn't have a lot of holes. Common theme here, but again two two at well. I don't really know about that. He's super small, right. you know five five eight I think one hundred fifty pounds if that. So I don't really know about that pick. Probably would have went a different direction. I don't know if Terrace Marshall was on the board here at this point, but. You know, there, there's maybe some other names I would have looked at. I'm not super high on that. Well, um, I don't really love this draft class overall, to be honest. They didn't really doesn't look like they'll take too many impact players here. So I don't know about the Rams, but again, they seem to always be in the mix here, even without a lot of draft capital. As McVeigh is a big fan of uh, trading in a way for proven talent. Right. Yeah. I looking at this draft, like their their draftees, I. Like not too long ago, the Rams offensive line was like in ruins. I thought like that was their need, but then I it kind of bounced back last they year. They bounced back last year with PFF had them as the third ranked offensive line. So um yeah, not too many picks uh to note. I found it odd uh that they went wide receiver with their first pick. Um because you know they have Cup Woods drafted Van Jefferson the second last year, but you know, I guess it's fine. Just give Stafford as many weapons as possible. Um, and I like, they drafted a lot of depth on defense. It's already a very top, very stellar top. What two defense. Um, yeah. All right. Is EJ ready now? He should be. It's your, it's your last shot. EJ, you better pick up. He said his his notifications are off when I called him last time. So so we we should be good to go here. All right, we'll see. All right. Hello. EJ, we got him. Welcome to Hogline Podcast. <laughs> What's up, Jack? Um, so as you know, we're we're calling fans of various teams, and we uh, we like to hear your thoughts on the Seahawks draft. I know they didn't, they didn't have a lot of picks, but of what they did, what uh, what did you like? What what did you not like? Um, well, uh, I liked I liked that we got the offensive tackle. Definitely needed an offensive tackle, right? Um, especially after that whole thing with Russ. Uh, right. Also, corner to replace Shaq, also a necessity. Um, and then uh, the wide receiver was interesting, but um, we have a new OC this year, so maybe uh, maybe that's maybe that's why we got a, a wide receiver, and we lost David Moore. I think I think we do what we needed to do. That's and, true. Uh, I was honestly more happy that the 49ers made themselves look like fools. <laughs> Not a big fan of the Trey Lance pick. 
You don't like the trade. You don't like Trey Lance. No, not particularly. I think if you're going to trade up and give away that much to get a guy that um, might have been there in the first place, um, not not a good look. That's true. Uh, yeah, they did. Have, what was it? They had twelve originally or eleven. Yeah, something like that. And he wasn't super highly touted. I mean, he, he kind of got a lot of hype around you know the week before the draft. But um, right, I yeah, that, I guess they didn't. I think, yeah. I think the QB class this year is pretty good, and I was uh, surprised to see them trade up for a, a guy who played 18 games in college as well. That's true. Yeah, he could have. I guess they only wanted to jump. I guess the only threat may have been the, the Broncos, but there wasn't a quarterback drafted from three to, what was it, 15? Or no, when the Broncos. at 11. Oh, yeah, okay, 11. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, we appreciate your uh, your Seahawks insight. Yeah, of course. Thanks for Thanks for having me on. Awesome. You have a good night. You too, Jack. See ya. All right. And that'll transition. Oh, what am I saying? Oh. It's really late here. We're going on two hours. So <laughs> that will transition us into our final team, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, as we said, they pick Trey Lance. They move up. They give up a lot of future assets. They get Trey Lance at number three. True. It was reported that it was between Mac and Lance and they go with Trey Lance. So I mean out of those two, I think it was the right pick, but again, sound like a broke record here. I would have picked Justin Fields. So right. go with Trey Lance. And it remains to be seen what happens, what will happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. It, whether he'll be traded, will whether he'll be starting week one and then Trey Lance will transition either later in the season or maybe not at all this year. So, you know, they got some option there where they want to go. But obviously Shanahan and John Lynch see something in him to where they can develop and transcend the offense and mold it into something that's more, I guess, explosive than what Garoppolo uh, can provide. And so we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I think Trey Lance... I've kind of go back and forth on him. I initially was very high on him early on in the process, but kind of cooled off a little bit about him. I I do worry a little bit about his passing ability getting there, but uh, we we'll see. I don't know. I, I what are your thoughts on Trey Lance? I, if I'm not mistaken, is he your number two, three quarterback? Uh, three. Yeah, I do like Lance. Um, I. I am glad they didn't, for their sake, didn't take Mac Jones. I think Lance is definitely the pick. Um, I like their first three picks in Lance uh, Banks, Aaron Banks from Notre Dame, and Trey Sermon. Um, their defense is fantastic. Adding, getting back Nick Bosa next year, I think a lot of people forgot about him. Uh, that's going to be great for them. Uh, but about Lance, I, I like what his potential I know he's a bit of a project because he only played um, one full season, really. Uh, so I think that Shanahan, he seems to like him. And I could be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, Trey Sermon was the fourth running back selected. So Yeah, in the third? In the third, yeah. In the third round, got decent draft capital. Kind of a guy who exploded on this came on the scene late for Ohio state and uh, earned himself some, some decent draft capital here later on in the season. So yep. 
49ers got a, a messy backfield for fantasy purposes, but that's kind of how they roll. You know, they, they have a lot of guys that kind of plug and play in there and you know, they're, they're not a workhorse team. So we'll see how that shakes out there. And, you know, the 49ers got a, a very talented roster, so it would not surprise me at all if they are right in the mix for the division. Obviously, they make the Super Bowl two years ago, and last year didn't quite go their way, so they could be right back in the mix here if uh, all, everyone stays healthy first and foremost and then, you know, plays up to where we've seen them get to in the past. So right. NFC West is going to be a very difficult prediction division excuse me to predict yeah that's probably the most talented right all right folks we made it apologize it was a little bit longer than uh we thought i mean i i don't know whatever i, I thought it would be a long episode it's hard to talk about these teams just for a minute uh because you know you get into it and especially if we had a phone call with a fan you know that obviously they they want to talk about their team so it's hard to keep it concise but i uh, hope you enjoyed it and i hope you Mitchell, before we go, um, can you tell me how these draftees dressed over this past weekend? Well, if you didn't know, folks, a lot of the people that were attending the draft, um, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, uh, Trey Lance, you may have noticed they were they were looking quite spiffy. I wonder Man. how they look so good. You wonder? Yeah. Well, hold on, Jack, because I'm about to tell you. I have it written down here. I'm dying. And I know. just found it. Okay, I good. Just found it. You want to know? Do you I'm on know? the edge of my seat. Yes, please tell me. Okay, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Uh, they they can look just as spiffy as Jalen Wild, Jamar Chase, and Trey Lance uh, by going to. Mr. T's tuxedos. Of course. Uh, there you go. We got it. We got you. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, job interview, draft, or other big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's tuxedos has the best suits, formal attire, and tuxedos in the area, and we'll having you looking your best for your big day with their main store located in Minersville, PA. They also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philadelphia, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that us here at Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry and to take a look at their catalog. And for all, for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, be sure to visit their website, mrtstux.com, mrtstux.com. And remember, you only have one shot of looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's tuxedos. There you have it, folks. Yes! Yes! Thanks for reminding me, Jack. Um, and thanks, remember, thank you for reminding our listeners as well. Yep. There you have it, folks. That is the 2021 NFL Draft. It's in the books. It was a great weekend. And... We have the schedule release coming up. I know people probably don't care about that, but it's but one of my favorite do. days. What? But we do care about it. I, I, It's one of my favorite days. I'm on Twitter all day looking for schedule leaks. Yeah. So we will see who these players will be playing. Maybe we'll have some marquee rookie quarterback matchups. Uh, I don't know 
who plays who. I know the opponents are out there, so we can check that out. But um, really looking forward to that. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of news in the offseason here. Julio could get traded. Rodgers could get traded. Who knows? A lot of wild stuff could happen between now and September, as I'm sure it will. So we will see. Yep. Agreed. All right, folks. Be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Hogland Podcasts. Thank you to all of our local insiders for their insight on today's yes. episode. We Thank really you. appreciate it. I know we put some of you on the spot. Uh, others we prepped. So thank you to everyone. And uh, maybe we'll do a little bit more of that in the future. Do a little <laughs> live call-in. Uh, I think that, that was a little that was uh, I enjoyed myself. I thought it was fun. So we'll see. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will we'll catch you next week. See you.